How's it going, lovebirds? You are now listening to the podcast that brings you real relationship advice from real relationship experiences. Here with me today, my guest is Jarissa. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really good. I appreciate you for making time for me in the podcast. I know that being a dental hygienist is very, very time consuming. It is, yeah. Um, it is and it isn't. It's um, really time consuming. You're on a time crunch like all day um, trying to stay on schedule, but then um, it's also nice because I only have to work four days a week, so I get a three-day weekend every weekend. So it's it's worth it to put in the the time-consuming hours in those four short days or four days out of the seven days a week. So, well, that is definitely a blessing. <laughs> I I would I would do that trade any day. Yeah, actually, when I think about it. Um, so, you know, how we like to do we go straight into the questions. So my first question for you is, oh, by the way, the topic <laughs> the topic is. When to walk away from a one-sided relationship. So I'll say that one more time. When to walk away from a one-sided relationship. Now my question. <laughs> Jarissa, how did you know that it was the right time to walk away from your relationship? So um, my most recent relationship where this kind of comes from it almost was kind of an opposite because I was the one who was broken up with. However, I think subconsciously I knew I should have been the one who walked away. And um, that feeling came after I, it was something that was continuously brought up in our relationship. Um, it was kind of, okay, well, I've come to your house five nights this week could you come to my house kind of thing? Or um, I cooked you dinner and I asked if you wanted to go to the movies and I did this, but I'm just feeling like the energy isn't being reciprocated there where I'm almost feeling like I want to see you all the time, but you don't want to see me kind of thing. Mm. And um, it was just something that kept getting continuously brought up. Like it was not an argument, but a discussion that happened a lot more often than it should have been. Um, in a sense that if someone really wants to make the effort to be with you, they're going to make that effort. You shouldn't have to ask someone that you're in a relationship with to make you feel valued or, or respected or appreciated or something like that. But, um, yeah, so it was just something that kept coming up and, um, I've just always been someone who has... Uh, really like tried to um, give people the benefit of the doubt and so it was something I was like well it's been good this week it'll be good the rest of the weeks and then it's like kind of like a roller coaster like we do really good and we're we're doing great and he's giving me what I want back and then it falls off again and then it's that discussion that keeps coming up again and then um, I kind of knew deep down I was like this isn't really fair to me but I was having a hard time walking away because there was that hope that it'll get better, you know, and it just wasn't getting better. And um, when he did break up with me, looking back, um, I was trying to figure out, you know, where did I go wrong? What did I do kind of thing? And really, it just kind of telling the story to my best friend um, back home and um, from here, explaining to them and confiding in them, you know, um, I'm really hurt by this. 
saying those things out loud, well, I asked him to do this, and it was always me asking him to do this. It was kind of, I was like, I definitely should have taken a step back and been like, that's not me. That is totally on them because I'm putting in the effort to make things work, and 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 they weren't. Yet, I'm the one who still ended up getting hurt kind of thing. Mm. And so, um, it's almost like I, I knew, like I said, deep down that I should have been the one to walk away sooner than I did but I just was holding on to that what if kind of thing so I think that's where a lot of people like struggle because they're the what if you know what if things change or or what if they have a change of heart or you know kind of like that yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense um was there ever like you said you felt it deep down like at what point did you feel it was like really early or you know um it's kind of strange to me because when this relationship began, I had just gotten out of a different relationship and I wasn't looking for anything. It really just, um, it came out of the blue. Like I wasn't looking for anything at all. Um, it just kind of happened. And, um, they say like great relationships are like that. And Mm -hmm. in the beginning it was great. This guy was, um, always wanting to come see me, always wanting to make plans. Um, really great conversation, all that. Um, I was really impressed. I was like, wow, this guy is really genuine. He really likes me. He's, he's pursuing me. I'm not even, I'm just kind of being here. I'm not having to chase him kind of thing. And which I hadn't experienced before. I mean, kind of, but it was always a lot, um, more mutual in the beginning. But since I wasn't really looking for this to happen, I was just kind of stagnant while this man was pursuing me. And it's a good feeling, you know? Everybody like mm-hmm. wants to feel wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, in the beginning, since I wasn't looking for something, I'd just gotten out of a relationship, I was, like, very hesitant with him. I was like, you know, I'm not sure, like, how I feel about you. I wasn't ever intending to take things more than a friendship with you. So I'm just kind of okay where we're at. And um, I ended up falling for this guy and um when I fall for people I tend to fall hard so then it was kind of like the mutual kind of like the honeymoon phase I guess you could say Mm -hmm. and then um probably two and a half to three months into the relationship is when I started to notice that the roles changed he was no longer pursuing me anymore he was just kind of had already you know got me if you want to say um and now that he had me, he, and I, I don't know if this is his thought process, but from my perspective, he felt like he didn't have to work for me anymore because, mm-hmm. you know, we're mm-hmm. in a relationship now. There's no pursuing to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I felt at that point that I was the one who was, like, almost pursuing him in um, chase of the affection that he was giving me in the beginning. Right. And um, it was no longer there. And so that's where I was kind of confused because and kind of backtracking we had been um talking for a couple weeks and he um was being kind of I I want to use the word sketchy and I called him out on it and um he ended up telling me and without going into detail he ended up telling me the truth about what was going on and it really wasn't a big deal but it kind of threw up a red flag for me about this guy Mm. and so at that point I was like I don't want to do anything anymore and he came back and was like, well, 
let's just make things official. Like, I, I think we just need to, like, stand our, or lay our ground, like, what we are, like, define things. And I told him no. I was like, I am not ready to be your girlfriend yet. Mm-hmm. And so then um, the two and a half to three months when I noticed that the roles had kind of switched, I had brought that up. I was like, well, you know, I'm feeling like I'm putting in a lot of effort here and you're not really giving me that effort back. And I'm just confused because two weeks, three weeks into our relationship, you are ready to make things official. And now mm. you're telling me, no, I'm not ready. Things are moving too fast, was what he had said, was why the effort wasn't being reciprocated. So that was really confusing for me. I'm sure you can imagine because it's like, how are you going to pursue someone and want to be official, mm-hmm. quote unquote, and now as the time passes, now you feel like things are moving too fast. Like I was just so confused. And I think a lot of that um, affected my like um, tendency to hold on to the what if. Like things were really good in the beginning, we can get back to that kind of thing, so. I think that that is very interesting because for you to notice that red flag, Right. And for him to not be understanding of why you didn't want to be his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I always see that as like an opportunity. Like if he was able to, you know, tell you what was going on, mm-hmm. I always see that like that is an, an actual moment for you to be completely honest and transparent. So he had an opportunity to be that. Yeah. Did he uphold that, do you feel like? Or do you feel like there was more red flags that came after that besides the one-sided pursuit? <clears throat> Well, you know, it's it's hard because um, he is a very, like, he's a good person. I don't have anything bad to say about him. He did make a big mistake throughout our relationship, um, but there wasn't ever a lot of red flags thrown out other than um, that one besides the fact that so he's just he has a, was working a lot of jobs while we were in this relationship, and so time was a big um, uh, restrictor, I guess, on our on um, our relationship. But it wasn't really a restrictor for me. Mm. Um, he felt guilty that he he felt like he wasn't putting enough time into me, mm. which was the truth. But at the same time, I wasn't really asking him for more time. Right, I understood we're in our mid-twenties, we are hustling right now, we're achieving our goals, we're working to have, you know, the hustle now, party later kind right, of thing. Right, right, exactly. And, um, <laughs> so, uh, for me, it wasn't, I wasn't asking him for more time, I was just, I just wanted to, to feel, feel. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, like we we're still in it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I just felt like maybe a red flag that was shown was just him not being able to prioritize things because we would have plans and then he would um, be like, well, I'm going to go hang out with so-and-so really quick. And then that hangout really quick would turn into three hours. And um, not in a way that he was like being sketchy with other people at this point in time. And (laughs) um, it it was like coworkers or whatever. And, And I knew it was coworkers and all that. But then it was like we would have that discussion about I don't feel like you're putting in the same effort as I am. And and for instance, um, an example would be 
um, he was like, okay, I'm gonna, um, I was like, I want to cook you dinner, like, let's do a date night at my house, and he was like, okay, I'll be there at 7.30, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make you this, this, and this, it'll be ready at 7.30, and he, then it turned into, my coworkers want to go grab a drink at the bar, can we push it back to 8.30, yeah, no problem, I'll just do this instead, I'll make sure that the steak is ready by 8.30, and then it's me texting him at 8.45, hey, where are you at, and he's like, oh, I'm one more drink and then I'll be there. Okay, it's 9.30. Uh, it's an hour past the time that you said you were going to be here. The food's cold. Just one more drink. Like, I'm just finishing. Like, we're just having a conversation. Okay, 10 o'clock comes around. And it, that really upset me because time was so important to him. His time was so important to him and me respecting his time was so mm-hmm. important to him. Mm-hmm. But... Then it gets turned on, okay, well, I did this for you. I've been waiting here for three hours, and you aren't here, or two hours, whatever Mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. Why can't you respect my time the way that I'm respecting your time? Why can't you? And and the whole point was that we made this dinner because we were trying to get back on, like, I appreciate you. I want to show you the Mm -hmm. same effort Mm -hmm. that you're showing me, Mm -hmm. so let's do this. And now it hasn't even been a day, and you can't even uphold that. You can't, you don't respect or value me enough to tell your coworkers I had plans with my girlfriend. I'll say I already postponed her dinner an hour. I have to go. Like what why can't you draw that boundary for me? But you can mm-hmm. but but you're willing to do that for your coworkers. Like in my opinion, I'm not saying that I'm more important than anyone else, but at this stage in life, if you are on my priority list above my coworkers, mm-hmm. I should probably be a little priority to you above your coworkers, especially if we already had this set in, in stone. It's not like I was just like, hey, come over for dinner, and he already had these plans. Mm-hmm. Our plans were made first. So it's just like, that's like a big like respect thing. Like, I was not receiving a mutual respect in that mm-hmm. situation. So. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. It, it, I mean, that's just, just, it's kind of common sense if, like, someone right. is respecting your time, and they're saying, mm-hmm. like you said, if they're saying, like, hey... I'm giving you all of me. We just had this conversation where we just talked about respecting each other and appreciating each yeah. other. And and people aren't silly. Like, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. He knows that he's keeping you waiting. Mm-hmm. And he's still drinking more. And he's still, like, right. prioritizing his coworkers. I can definitely see how that can be upsetting and have yeah. been a big red flag, you know, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to relationships, like romantic relationships in general, you know, like especially, you know, because relationships, any relationship, you want to be respectful of someone's time because you know that like time is the most valuable thing. You can't get it back. Right. But when you're in a relationship and you're keeping someone on the line, like the kind of thoughts that they have, like the kind of emotions that they have when they're thinking about you, are you safe is one of them, you know, um, (laughs) <laughs> what are you actually doing is one yeah. of them. Your your mind can start playing these games. Mm-hmm. And some people have a way of doing that on purpose. I'm not saying that he was. Mm-hmm. But even if you're not doing it on purpose, it can still bring those things into your, your relationship. So yeah. I think that it's, it's probably not common sense. But I think that it's important to remember that. Like when you yeah. are spending time away from your significant mm-hmm. other, it's like, okay, she made dinner. She We said this time. If anything, what I can do to make her feel that I'm on the same page with her is to communicate with her. Right. If she's if she's asking me where I'm at, then that is already a big no no. You know, yeah. I could have texted you like, 
before I had another drink. Mm-hmm. Or I could have said, like, hey, it's, do you... It's going to be a little while longer right, than I thought. Right, some kind mm-hmm. of something so yeah. that you know, so you're not, like... So that you're effectively using your time yeah, and not just sitting there wondering, like... And that's literally what I was doing that night, was sitting there. I had my meal in front of me, and I ended up... I just started eating at... Because I was like, I'm hungry. My steak is cold. I have been sitting here for an hour. Like, I'm not going to sit and wait here anymore. But the whole time that I was eating my steak was literally just my thoughts running. Why am I not a priority to you? Mm. Why can you not tell these guys I got to go? Like... Is it really that important to have another beer with these guys? And the thing was, it if it was just like, my buddies and I never get to go drink, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I understand. Have your fun with your, with your buddies. But this was two to three nights a week that they would go to the bar and oh, have drinks. Wow. And so it's like, and you've already been with them the whole work day. You really can't skip out two hours early and, and I know they're not tacking work this whole time again you know you're at a bar you're drinking and when you come to this dinner that I made you and I can tell that you're buzzed or drunk I know it's not business at this point you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it was just really frustrating because I'm like this I just the one time can you please put me first kind of thing mm-hmm. and that was another uh I guess that would be a red flag was a, a reoccurring thing was um me constantly getting pushed aside for other people and whether or not that was personal to me I don't know I'm not in his head but I just think it was kind of an issue of like I said him being able to prioritize and balance what was important to him I just think he had a lot on his plate and that was kind of something when when he did break up with me he just said that he didn't have the time for a relationship which I understand Mm. but at the same time there was other aspects that I knew in his life that he probably could have Put off or or worked out differently rather than just cutting me out and to this gosh when I had explained this to him while he was we were having the conversation the breakup conversation um I was like why can't you utilize our relationship or me as your sidekick to help you achieve these goals or or help you time manage or or, or I can get this done for you if you really want to work out I'll cook you dinner and I'll clean or whatever like you don't even have to ask me kind of thing like I'm willing to do these things for you without asking but instead you just have this this notion almost tunnel vision that I just don't have time I just don't have time and then his kind of rebuttal was well I've just always been independent I've done everything by myself growing up and it's like why can't you allow me to help you like you know people don't achieve growth I mean, to an extent, yeah, being by yourself and learning to be by yourself is great. You can grow, but why not grow with someone? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the point mm-hmm. of a relationship? Mm-hmm. I and, agree and so, completely. Yeah. I agree. Um, I have a similar relationship that ended in a similar way, but uh, in a different kind of way. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, for the, for the main sense of things, it's like I completely agree with you, you know. Uh, there's a whole thing of I don't have enough time, but the real truth of it is we all share the same 24 hours a day. Right. We all have time. You know, how we choose to use it is the real thing. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one thing to say, I don't have time for, I don't have time at all, but it's a different thing to say that I don't have time for you. Exactly. You know, so mm-hmm. that's kind of like the big thing. And I think that people 
don't have like a real grasp of that because once again they may have these uh things that are they are focused on but like you said you know let's look at this um and and you have to be in a mindset of we're a couple to even Mm -hmm. look at things this way to even have like that partner perspective you have to feel like you have a partner Mm -hmm. so right off the bat like that's a sign of him saying like okay i'm independent I've been doing this by myself. Yeah. Even though we were in a relationship, mm-hmm. I was an individual in this relationship. Yeah. And individually, I don't have time mm-hmm. for you. You know? So once you have that perspective of we're together, then you mm-hmm. can have like the conversation of what you you were thinking, like, why don't I just support you? Like right, that's exactly. what normal people do in yeah. relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, hey babe, um, what do you want for dinner when you get home from work? Yeah. When you before you go to the gym, mm-hmm. or what do you need for this day so yeah. that this can happen better for you? You right. know, it's a partnership. Yeah. So I I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And that's something that I try to do too in a, in a lot of relationships. Like, what can I do to help you out? Or or I can tell so and so stressed about something. What can I do to help? Do you need me to um, run an errand for you? You know, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, sometimes people, um, one of his friends had come to me and was like, well, you just, you aren't doing enough for him without him having to ask you, which it wasn't even, which I'm like, okay, you aren't in the relationship for one, so you don't know, (laughs) first of all, you only know what he's told you. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it wasn't ever me having to ask him what he wanted because I would offer to do things, but he's so in this independent mindset that he didn't want the help. And that, that's a whole different story. You know, you can't help people who don't want to be helped. But that was, like, something that also threw me off because this breakup kind of came out of nowhere to me. And, um, like I said, it just threw me off so much because he was the one who pursued me. But then the reason we broke up was, like, well, you knew when you wanted this relationship with me, you knew that this was a partnership. This isn't – yes, you have have to be individuals in your relationships, but telling me that you don't have time is – like, why wouldn't you have thought about that before pursuing me and before leading me along this far, and now I'm hurt from it? Like, because I, I, I wasn't ready in the first place, and then I was ready for you, and now you're telling me that you're not, like, it's just so, it was so mm-hmm. strange how it mm-hmm. flip-flops like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like, and I don't know, maybe you're a good per- male perspective on this because I was talking to one of my guy friends, and he had said, well, you know, he just... He's like, from what you've told me, it seems like you are almost, because he's a very um, motivated individual and he, he has a lot on his plate, you are almost just something else for him to achieve. And then once he achieved that or crossed you off his checklist, he wanted to see what else is out there. Because, um, side note, another reason that we broke up was because I got sent um, a Tinder account of this guy oh so act, actively while you guys were together yes and at first it was I only had it I got bored at work I only had it for five minutes I didn't talk to anybody then a week later it was okay I had it when I was going out of town on the weekends without you and then three weeks but I wasn't hanging out with anybody or, or talking to anybody it was just like hey and then three weeks later it was okay I had it the whole time we were dating blah 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 and then I ended up seeing the messages that weren't just, hey, what's up, 
fuck, you know, wow. kind of thing. And so that, to me, made sense with when I was talking to my guy friend that I was just another check mark on his list. Can, can I get this girl? Can I get this girl? Okay, I got this girl. What else is out there? What can I get next kind of thing? It wasn't a, oh, I don't have time for you. It's, I'm bored of you kind of thing. And I think that also, and, and I'm not saying that's what it was, but it makes a lot of sense when you look back and see I was putting in all this effort and mm-hmm. your effort just stopped. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like what you feel is pretty accurate. It, he does sound like a person who's more on the lines of, uh, I'm not really looking to settle down. Right, You know, long-term. like, mm-hmm. um, especially depending on how he initially approached you, you right. know, because uh, most guys, I mean, most people, you know, if they're if they're on the attack, and they're not communicating anything other than, I want to settle down. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're communicating basic things along the lines of like, oh, you're, I'm attracted to you in this sense, or, right. you know, basically playing that game of I'm telling you what you want to hear, yeah. or at the beginning, mm-hmm. of course I'm going to be on you. Of course I'm going to give you my time. I'm going to give you right. whatever you want that'll make this exchange happen for whatever I want right because it's easy to do something for a set period of time Mm -hmm. when you know that it'll it'll end or you know you'll get what you want it's like okay mom I'll get that uh I'll get that a if you give me that ps4 all I have to do is get good grades for two months Mm -hmm. okay yeah easy school is easy now so Mm -hmm. yeah I can be the good boyfriend I can play this role if it means um getting whatever I want or sex mm-hmm. or whatever it is that they want. Right. Um, I can do that. That's that's no problem. What, two months? Yeah, easy. Yeah. You know? But then as soon as you get that, and it's the same thing, it's the whole Christmas effect. Yeah. It's like you wait all year. You wait for something. You wait for this gift. You get it. It's it's great. Oh, I guess it's not exactly what I thought it was. Right. You know, because for two reasons. One, you guys may just right off the bat not be the people for each other so you won't ever really have that feeling Mm -hmm. that's going to make you feel like oh I feel ultimately fulfilled around you all the time because Mm -hmm. like deep down we know that's that's why I asked you like Mm -hmm. at the beginning I was like how did you know like deep down when did you know Mm because you kind of get that feeling right off the bat even if you have attraction with someone you kind of feel in your heart and then you know that goes up to your mind and it's like this is a great person. Yeah. They're attractive, but I don't think they're the one. Like, I don't have that right. feeling, mm-hmm. you know? But um, apart from that, when it comes to guys in this culture of Tinder, the fact that you're saying Tinder, right. Tinder wasn't even a thing, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. So there was, a, there was way less chance of people saying, oh, <laughs> yeah, I just had it for the weekend when yeah. I was out of town. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, man, you, yeah. you didn't. You know, it was like, yeah. it was like you don't have to back when you had to physically go up and talk to another person yeah. and you have to be this kind of guy or this kind of woman because mm-hmm. the only thing you're getting is FaceTime. You're only getting that communication. Yeah. And right off the bat, they may, may be like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that rejection was so real. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like that. Um, all It wasn't that on screen com- uh, rejection where you get rejected by someone for saying the, the silliest shit, the most aggressive yeah. thing you can to someone to see if they'll respond. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, they didn't like that. Okay, yeah. I'll try that on to, to someone. Yeah, yeah, on to the next one. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was so much more um, 
you have to be strategic. You mm-hmm. have to be you you have to be going with the intention of actually really genuinely liking someone, choosing a partner because you knew that once you're investing your time into someone, it's very less likely that you be with another person, you know? Definitely. Because you you saw them initially and you're like, okay, what do I need to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's how do I open? Mm-hmm. You know. It's a lot easier to say that stuff through a screen than yeah. it is in person. Exactly. So. And and also when it comes to um, wine and dining, or mm-hmm. you know, guys or girls giving you their time, being planning out dates, planning out fun yeah. dates, it's like that's kind of out the window too. Right. Because you know uh, the the direct intention for a lot of people is you know the pleasure of sex yeah so if they if you remove sex out of the picture mm-hmm. it's like okay well you have all of these things in between mm-hmm. you know we have communication mm-hmm. we have dates time together pretty much right you know mm-hmm. we have arguments the mm-hmm. times that aren't good yeah you know we gotta decide if we want to do this with this person because mm-hmm. When those red flags come up, you have the option of sticking around or saying, right. okay, screw you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pursue something else. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's strange. And the way I see it is that kind of person, maybe he was doing you a favor. I don't right. know. Yeah. Like you said, mm-hmm. you got to like go yeah. to what ifs, I guess. I don't know. Right. Well, and then there was a period of time and I slapped myself for even letting it happen, but we were we had been broken up for a while, hadn't talking, and then um, kind of rekindled things. And it was a I made a mistake, I miss you kind of thing. And I've always been um, a bit of a doormat, <laughs> if if you will. Um, but I, I just I understand that people are humans and people make mistakes. And so I was like, okay, we can try this again, um, but it's not going to be the same you know there's now there's trust issue that there wasn't there before and um like I said like the the effort thing it's got to be mutual and so for that first couple weeks it was mutual and then it started dwindling down again and so I'm like if you can't even hold this up for a couple weeks like it's clearly not going to work out long term. Right. So I definitely think it was for the better. I I think in the time being, it was... I, th- I think he just won me over with how his actions were in the beginning. And it, it caused me to fall hard for him. And um, so I just let those what-ifs take over, you know? And, and, and the, the feelings were strong there. Um, I really did have super strong feelings for him. And I really did see a future with him. Um, but, um, I actually just saw, um, a tweet today that was talking about when you say this stuff out loud and then you realize how stupid am I for letting someone do that to me? Mm. Or like if my little sister was telling me about this guy doing this to her, I would be like, what, what's wrong with you? Why are you saying with someone treating you like that? And then you you say it out loud and you hear yourself speak it over and over again. And and that's kind of when... I started to get over the what did I do wrong? Why why isn't this working out? And turn into this is totally a him thing. It's not a me thing. This mm-hmm. is an issue that he has with himself. There's nothing I could have done more or less mm-hmm. to prevent this from happening. And why I know what I'm worth. I know what I bring to the table. I know what I offer and and what I was doing for him. So why would I settle for something like that? And, and that's just kind of how 
I've gotten over everything I feel because I the more I talk about it the more that I'm just like wow I am worth so much more than that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I will never settle for that again kind of thing you Mm -hmm. know so Mm -hmm. and you saying that out loud is like so key right because you know Mm -hmm. you you're just reaffirming you know your self-confidence your self-love you know you're you're not settling and you saying that to yourself more is like okay now my body now my mind knows that when Mm -hmm. that next guy comes we're not yeah. settling. We already right. told ourselves we're worth this. We're mm-hmm. worth everything that we truly want and desire. Yeah. So we won't let this shit happen at the door. You exactly. know, it's like, okay, forget that. Yeah. Especially since you obviously care about your time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's really key. Definitely. Lovebirds, I don't know if you just heard what she said, but basically she speaks things out loud to reaffirm, one, to understand what it's like to hear out loud, to see okay, maybe this isn't the best situation or maybe this isn't the best thing to hear because a situation in your mind, you can play around with these situations and they can make sense to you, you know? But yeah, you can justify them. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you hear it from someone else or you're saying it to yourself out loud, it's like, okay, maybe maybe I am tripping about this. Maybe they aren't a good person. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm making them a good person in my head. You know, I've done that so many times yeah Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's something that I definitely have done a lot um especially in relationships is just um I I let people's words outvalue their actions Mm. and uh, you know talk is cheap it's a real thing you know why you're like they say the best form of an apology is change behavior so why am Mm. I letting these people's words outvalue their actions they they're saying they're gonna do it there's I'll, I'll it'll be better next week i was having a bad day whatever no your your day isn't so bad that you can't respect me enough to treat me the way that i deserve to be treated you know um and, and the words only last for so long you know your your behavior is really what matters show me that i mean this to you show me that i'm of value to you you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and going off of that so that people know how this could have been a non-one-sided relationship what things could he have done differently apart from you like him being away from you um him working all the time what Mm -hmm. things could he have done differently to make you feel that affection you know you know um it mostly um it just like stemmed from so you know um, I don't know if you've discussed this on um, any of your other episodes before, but the um, people's like love languages, you know, mm-hmm. um, that was something that I had brought up to him was that I am someone that, um, like I said, words, I was letting people's words outvalue their actions. Um, and that is one of my love languages is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I guess I tend to prioritize words over actions, which I'm trying to um, flip flop that because like I, like I said, like the best form of an apology is change behavior. Mm. Um, so for him, for me, all I really wanted was just that reassurance. Like, um, I guess his communication is something that could have been a lot better. Um, you know, something I haven't heard from you in three hours, but you're on Snapchat or, or whatever. I don't care, but all it takes is three seconds for you to be like, hey, I'm busy, I'll talk to you later, or I got caught up with this, I'll 
I'll talk to you later, you know. Or, just, hey, I'm thinking about you. Yeah, yeah. It's simple stuff like that. You don't have to tell me I'm the most beautiful girl in the world and all this, uh, a bunch of BS. Like, I just want to know that I'm crossing your mind kind of thing. And so that that was something that was an issue, I guess, was, was the communication just in, in that aspect. And then also when I would bring up stuff that was um, weighing on me that I didn't like, it was, um, I don't want to talk about this. I'm not good at talking about stuff like this. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. But it, that was like a thing. He was like, I'm just not good at these conversations. And it's like, okay, well, at some point you have to grow up. You have to be good at these conversations if you want a relationship. Yeah, or listen, um, just, just listen. Right, so you can yeah. Know how um, to give feedback. Yeah, or, or it was, um, another one was, well, other girls don't feel this way kind of thing like 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 you're the only one that feels that kind of thing I'm like no I am a girl I have girlfriends <laughs> I know I'm not the only one who feels this kind of way so it was just like I, I guess communication would have been like a key factor and, and it was like I said in the beginning it was great like he was great at communicating and he was great at doing that hey I'm thinking about you or or you know stuff like that um but then it just switched so yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> that's crazy that he compared you to other girls. That's, like, the biggest no-no. Well, that's, like, a, a thing that, um, well, and I guess I, I'm not in completely innocent of that either because I, I've i had a lot of, I don't want to say traumatic relationships, but just, like, I've been cheated on by every guy I've dated. And so going into relationships, which is another thing that I'm working on with myself, I feel like I always had this presumption, like, something's gonna go wrong Mm. and so in my effort to communicate to him that this is what happened to me in the past and I don't want to go through that again he would always say stop comparing me to your ex stop comparing me to your ex and in my eyes I wasn't comparing him to anybody I wasn't pinning him up against someone Mm -hmm. I was trying to communicate this is what I've been through yeah so when you behave like this Mm -hmm. this is exactly what my mind goes to Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. it's just like Mm-hmm. It's 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 experience. Yeah, You're speaking exactly. from experience. Yeah, and so I think that's maybe maybe what his real, retaliation was. Like, other girls don't care that I like so and so's Instagram post, and and that's not even like that's a whole different topic. That's like could be its own podcast in itself. <laughs> but it wasn't me being upset that you're liking this girl's Instagram post. It's me being upset that you like this Instagram post of this girl who is topless and in a thong, and you are blatantly disrespecting me in front of people, mm. and I don't like that. That's not me being crazy and psycho, because and you interpreting it as you can't like other girls' pictures on social media. Like, yeah, the, uh... Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> no bait and switch. It, it, yeah, it would all... Yes, and that's that's what happened a lot, and, and that's kind of what happened, too, when we um, ended things for good. Um, something had occurred, and um, I messed up in... And I admitted that I messed up, and but he didn't show me the same grace and understanding that I showed him. Mm. As soon as I messed up, it was, we're done. I'm never talking to you again. Um, you just screwed everything up for us. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. I'm the victim now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that mm-hmm. was something that also made me realize. Okay, we are on two separate pages. Yeah. I'm, I am trying so hard right now to make things work for us, and and you're gonna let something as little as this, just 
destroy everything that we worked for. So then it's kind of like, okay, I, I don't, why would I want to be with someone mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that who mm-hmm. can't show that same respect back to me that I showed them? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I just hit like no, a lot of stuff. That was, was everything. That was. I feel that like was I've been like all over the map with it. That was this, what we needed. <laughs> Do you have um, any any last words for the lovebirds? Um, yeah, I just think, um, yeah, the most impactful thing that I've I've learned recently is, um, you know, if you were telling somebody out loud something that you've been through and you're not sure you're feeling this way in your relationship. I'm not feeling that um, the love is reciprocated. I'm feeling disrespected. I'm feeling like I'm giving 110% and I'm getting back 50. Talk to yourself or, or talk to someone, say what's going on out loud and then go back and think, is this truly what I'm deserving of or do I deserve better? Because I think nine times out of 10, if you're saying this out loud and you kind of get that feeling like, wow, if someone else was saying this to me, I would, I would tell them a hundred times over, leave this person. That's when you really should take a step back and reevaluate your worth because everybody, no matter who they are, is worth love, you know, in general. Mm -hmm. And everybody is worth feeling loved and deserves to feel loved by someone that they have agreed to be in a mutual partnership with um yeah i just i think it's so important for people to um not downgrade themselves or or sell themselves short of what they're really um worth and what they have to offer okay that's my last word (laughs) all right so you heard that reevaluate yourself know that you have self-worth know that you deserve love and know that you deserve just as much as someone else, if not more, of what you're giving to them. It should not be a problem for someone to give that back to you if they truly want to be with you and love you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you, lovebirds, as always, for listening. Thank you so much, Jarissa, for being a guest today. Uh, thank you for having me. It was fun. As always, stay blessed, not stressed.